Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, Justin Baker, co-host in the hot seat. Wow. I thought you were going to say some sort of adjective like Justin Baker, co-host extraordinaire. Uh, let's Justin Baker, co-host extraordinaire. Thank you. There you go. Uh, okay. So just to uh, give you a little preview of what the show is going to be about today, uh, if you can't tell by the description of the episode or the title of the episode, we are going to be ranking the Pacific Division and we will continue ranking each of the divisions uh as we move forward here over our next four shows. So we'll have the Pacific Division today, and then next we'll move to the Eastern Conference, do the Metro, then we move back to the West for the Central, and then we'll close it out in the Atlantic. Since both of our teams that we cheer for are are in the Atlantic, we'll save it for last. And I, I also think that the Atlantic maybe is the most, uh, the most things have switched around. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. And there, to me, they... They have like when you look at the the top half of that division, you you probably see teams that are most likely gonna compete for a Stanley Cup. Whereas other divisions, there's a couple question marks. There's maybe one or two teams at the top that you're like, okay, maybe. But sure. to me, they they yeah. are very top heavy. Yes, agreed. Uh, okay, so formatting wise, we're we're just gonna start at eight, and we're gonna give you our eights, and we're gonna kind of explain why we picked our teams for for where they are. Uh, before we before we do that. I don't know if this is a smart thing to talk about or a a dumb thing to talk about, but let's just pull up last year's top eight eight for the Pacific. We we we've gone back and we have recorded uh, what what we what we have. So, Justin, just give me your uh, your eight seven six five. Okay, Uh, for me, I had Vancouver at eight, Vegas Golden. Not bad. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights at a. at seven. Okay. All right. You uh, were off just like the rest of the world. Yes, absolutely. Uh, number six, I had the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. Man. And number five, I had the LA Kings. Okay. Yeah, which which that's that's not too really that far off because I think the LA Kings finished in fourth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Vancouver finished in uh, second to last Arizona. You can kind of flip things around. And, and Vegas is just, out of all the divisions, this one's going to be the most wrong, right? Because Vegas destroyed us. And Edmonton. Yeah. Ruined us as well at the same time. Uh, but in all fairness, I mean, everybody else predicted that too. Everybody was like Vegas at the bottom, Edmonton at the top. Right. Yeah. And I think I had Vegas, Vancouver, LA, then Arizona. LA, Arizona. Yeah. So missed the boat on LA. Obviously, both of us had Calgary pretty high, thinking their yep. defense was going to be crazy good. Yeah. What was our four, five, six? Your four, five, six? Or right. Four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. Uh, for me, number four, San Jose. Number three, Anaheim. Two Calgary and one Edmonton. All right. And then uh, what was mine? Uh, you had San Jose as well at number four. Okay. Number three, you had Calgary, mm. two Anaheim, which you got right. And I was right yeah. about Anaheim <laughs> finishing second. There you go. Number one, Edmonton. So. All right. All right. Well, with all that said, let's. this year is a new year. You know, we, we know more. I think that our show on the Pacific Division was legitimately like our second show it, we it ever really did was. uh if you want a little blast from the past go back and listen to episode number two or three or something uh you did you do anything different this year in in the way that you picked the teams did you, did you just kind of like go with your gut did you you know were you weighing different acquisitions between different teams what was your your process for figuring out who was going to go where yeah i looked at what the teams were last year and what they did over the summer and then kind of a little 
ten percent gut in there. So sure, you yeah. got to have some gut. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone likes beer. <laughs> uh, so the way that I did it, th- this is the first thing that I go. Okay, every year there's always a team in every division that did really well the year before and falls off the map. Like sure. It just, um, I'd say that it happens in at least two divisions out of the four, uh, sometimes three. And so, and, and we saw a lot of new playoff teams this past season. And so when I, when I think of that, my first thought is always, all right, who is most likely to just have the bottom fall out? Mm-hmm. And then on the, on the flip side, who's the most likely to really turn it around? So I'm looking for one of the teams that made the playoffs to not only miss, but fall out. Wow. Uh, of contention really and then i'm looking at one of the teams that missed the playoffs and go okay they're gonna have a turnaround season uh this division was no different so okay i I, that's that was that's my starting place and then i kind of you know i think i i weigh some acquisitions and also some history of those teams and Mm -hmm. and where they finished last year because a lot of these teams haven't changed drastically so we're coming at it with the same type of teams uh, at least for a few of these, uh, especially the better teams in this division. So uh, I weighed that as well. So, all right. With that said, let's get to your number eight in the Pacific Division. Number Who's going to finish last? Oh, same team I picked last year, the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. That's yes. probably a pretty popular answer. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I have them as as my eight as well. Do you? Good. So that, that'll Smart make man. it easy. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Good. Don't pick Vegas again. Um yeah, no, I don't think they're going to have the bottom drop out. But um, for me, it's pretty simple. They lose the Sedins. You know, that's 50 points each in production. They don't sure. really do a whole lot to bring back. I mean, they went out and got Jay Beagle to fill in. They paid him a ton of money, which a eh, big mistake there. Um, Anton Roussel, again, another big free agent that they paid a lot of money to uh, to come in and hopefully produce. And they re-signed Sven Barty. If I, I butchering that, I can already tell yes, you right Barsky, now. Yeah. Barsky. Um, I mean, honestly, I think right now where they're at and I management sort of kind of agrees. I think they're in a, in a rebuilding mode. They're going to wait and let the young guns sort of take over. I'm looking for looking forward to seeing a youngster by the name of Elias Peterson to hopefully, uh, make this team. Who is one of your guys for rookie of the year? Yes, uh, you're you're very high on him. Yeah, I, I really like what this this kid brings to the table, and hopefully, maybe he can make the team second, third line center spot. Um, but honestly, I think outside of Bo, Bo Horvat, they really don't have much in terms of down the middle, and they're going to rely a lot on that top line, which is probably not going to work out. And the goaltending is again probably one of the worst in the league. So. Yeah, they've set themselves up nicely to go and get themselves a Jack Hughes. Yes. So that. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that they, you know, people gave them a, a really hard time for the signings that they made with with Beagle and Roussel, but ultimately those guys are they're there for a little while. They're not going to be good. They're not going to be by the time those contracts are up, they'll be able to deal them, you know, UFA kind of deal, get rid of them, get some assets back. Maybe with two years left, get some assets back for a JB goal or something. So, yeah, you hope so. There's always teams, I think, looking for decent fourth line centers who can, I mean, the guy can win faceoffs and come playoff time, teams really value that sort of thing. Sure. Yep. And I mean, you have to have players who can play oh, there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you go and you say, well, we don't want to pay anyone six or seven million to play on a crappy team so we'll just over we'll overpay for a third fourth line guy 
so that we have guys that can kind of fill in here and they can at least have us be respectful and play hard. I think that's like a guy like Jay Beagle, you're looking at him and you go, well, you know, he's not going to take nights off. Right. And that's the kind of guy you need on a bad team. And I mean, for Jay Beagle, he truly went there for the money. I, I, I look at that and I go, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you definitely went there for the money. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah. And maybe management even, I, I kind of think about this, maybe management is setting, and I, I highly doubt this, but do you think maybe management is thinking, okay, next year we got Tyler Sagan, Eric Carlson, Matt Duchesne coming up, and we got $30 million to spend. Sure. Obviously, they got to resign, um, you know, Besser, but outside of that, they really don't which, have anybody which, to yeah, give money to. Who cares? <laughs> he's, a, he's a restricted free agent, so right. he's, he can't go anywhere. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Vancouver, it's just clear now that, they are in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. This is to me is the the first time we've seen a team that's bad, and I think yep. that has something to do with the Sedins being gone. Sure, it's and, changing and, the guards. and Trevor Linden, of course, is gone too. So yeah, don't like that much, but yeah, but the the Canucks will be bad. But I think that if they infuse their roster with some of those younger players that are coming up through their system, like an Elias Peterson, there's at least something to watch for. Sure. I'm excited to talk. Like that's that's where our our watchability rankings that will be coming out <laughs> soon after after we rank these divisions. I, I'm excited for that because a team like Vancouver who could finish last might actually be exciting to watch at times because they have nothing to lose. Yeah, sometimes those teams get off to a hot start and they're kind of fun to watch in the beginning. Okay, uh, well that is both our number eights. Let's. Go with your number seven. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. You've yes. got, you're down on the Oilers. I really am. Continue and to be down on the Oilers. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, we, we had them a little high last year at number one. But um, honestly, you know, for a team that everybody expected to do so well, you know, are they going to make the bounce back? Um, I look at what this team did last year. I, You know, there's been rumors about Milan Lucic. He's gone out and lost 10 pounds in the offseason. They get a little faster. But honestly, I'm just I'm not buying it until I see it on the ice. Um, as far as the rest of the team goes, they didn't do much of anything to really, um, really improve. You know, Andre Sakara now is going to be out for quite some time. Uh, they're they're dangling Darnell Nurse right now. I don't know what's going on with him. If they're going to re-sign him because they don't really have the cap money to do so. And um, my my understanding is he wants a lot more money than what they have left in cap space. And um, you know, they go out and spend money. The only free agents they really brought in because they couldn't afford anything else was Brodziak and Tobias Ryder. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah. not much in terms change of improving. a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they actually have one of the more interesting PTO signings. Uh, oh, really? Throughout the league. They have three guys coming in on PTOs. Scotty Upshaw, Jason Garrison, oh. and new, as of today, Alex Chason. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, um, not sure if that's really going to put them over the hump. No, no, no. Not not to say that it's going to put them over <laughs> no, the hump. No, no, no. I know. I, I'm, I'm looking more at a Jason Garrison. Sure. Who, hey, just a few years ago, the guy scored 20 goals, or what was it, like 18 goals or something like that for Florida. So Yeah, not bad on I mean, the back end. Jason Garrison could at least help improve your power play a little bit uh, with that big, that bomb of a shot. Um, you know, I, I don't hate... I actually don't hate that they at least didn't go out and spend stupid money on sure. anybody, which, I mean, they, 
really couldn't. They didn't have the money to, right. to do it. But at least that stopped Peter Shirelli from being able to go and do something dumb for this team. So Yeah. Um, and another big thing, too, that they did offseason, obviously, they went out and drafted a couple really nice defensemen and Evan Bouchard, uh, Noah Dobson. So a couple guys that... Uh, you know, maybe might need another year or two before they come in and have full time roles there. But at least the future looks bright on the back end, finally for this team. So yeah, and hey, you know, maybe one of those guys make the roster. Yeah, you, know, you never you, know. I mean, with Darnell Nurse, maybe not signing. You him. also have so Poyarvi waiting in the wings that yep. can come up and give you some depth on one of your other lines. You hope so. <laughs> and on and and yeah, I mean, again, you're we're picking a a team to finish. Even worse than last year. Yep. Okay. Well, you're you're picking a team I am, to yes. finish worse. I I too am picking a team to finish worse than they did last year. Okay. Uh, Who's this, your number seven? My number seven is my my bottom out team. Okay. Uh, it is the Anaheim Ducks. Wow. I I kind of saw that coming. I you know I I always even when people have been down on the Ducks I I've always at least I I I felt like they had the depth on defense and I felt like they were so top because they were top heavy the talent they had it with Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff and uh Ryan Kessler and a lot of that I I'm wondering if Ryan Kessler is even going to is he going to be a shell of himself can he I don't know what Ryan Kessler is going to come back as uh Corey Perry has over the last 18 months has proven to me that he is done in terms of being a top 6 forward he's done uh, he still may be able to produce, put him in the right situation, change his role, change his mindset. Maybe he can get you 15, 20 goals again. Or if you put him on the power play, get him in front of the net. I'm sure he, you know his hands still work, uh, but he's just slow as slow as a turtle out there. Yeah, I, I won't disagree with that. And I and and he fi- he finds his game in little spurts, but consistency. He, he guy can't score now because he's not fast enough. And to me, Anaheim as a team, their team speed is lacking. Sure. And as every other team in this division attempts to get faster or already is quite fast, Anaheim to me has not done enough to improve their team speed. And, you know, when I I look at the the addition, I mean, I love that they were able to re-sign John Gibson. They get him to a under a good number, like 6.4 for eight years. Mm-hmm. They signed a guy like Adam Henrique. They signed him to a five-year extension, but they're paying him almost $6 million. Yeah, 5.8. I, I just look at this team, and I I just kind of I question whether or not over the next 82 games that this team is that much better than any other team in this division outside of Vancouver. Well, I mean, I, I see your argument, but on the flip side to me, I still think Getzlaff is still a prime player. I think uh, Henrique is still going to be very good for this team. I think he's still worth 50 points. Um, now, when you look at what the team has on the back end with Fowler, Lindholm, Gibson, and Nett, I still think these sort of players are going to be what sort of keep them in these games. And we, we've seen constantly where they have just nice runs at the end of the season for whatever reason. Yep, that and, is true. And I think this year is going to be no different. However, I think having a healthy Patrick Eves is going to be great. I think he's going to kind of offset some of that lost production you're going to see from Ryan Kessler. Um, but like you said, too, I do agree, and I have them uh, lower on my rankings than what they finished last year, mostly because, like you said, I think Ryan Kessler is on his way out the door. Corey Perry is pretty much a third, fourth line guy. At this well, point. what what happens if, if Ryan Getzlaff misses any time? Yeah, if he misses time, uh, yeah, if he misses more than like five, ten games this year, they're in big trouble. 
So, yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, it's it's the speed, it's the team speed. Now you're right; they do have a their defense is still very good. Yes, but when you look at the players that they've had to deal away, like a Shea Theodore that they lose, and they they traded uh, Sammy Vatnin, mm-hmm. it just it seems like they're the depth that they once had. All six guys were. Right, pretty well known guys, and now it's just uh, they they kind of lost a little bit of that. And that, I mean, over the course of an eighty-two game season where guys are going to get hurt, uh, I think that it, it does play a factor. But sure, and I mean, hey, their uh, their big signing on defense this off season was Luke Shen. So. <laughs> Take that for what it's yeah. worth. Yeah, number nine defenseman. So anyway, <laughs> uh, number nine. Yeah, yeah. All right, where are we? Number six okay, now. No- Number six, I have L.A. L.A., okay. So I guess I have a couple teams falling out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's a little, that's a bit of a drop, three spots. Yeah, Uh, so my reasoning for the L.A. Kings, this last season, they really had this turnaround year where, where, I mean, we looked two years ago, and L.A. was actually really exactly like I'm describing Anaheim, uh, where they were just too slow. And the style of style of play that they played just was not working anymore. So what do they do? They go out, they fire Daryl Sutter, they bring in, um, they bring in a new head coach, Paul Holmgren. No, no, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. My brain didn't work there. Uh, I have his face right there. Uh, so they bring in a new head coach, former coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, and uh, and he changes their style, and they become more up tempo. Less of a grinded out kind of team, less of that stereotypical like let's just keep the puck as long as we can, mm-hmm. and they actually were creating legitimate offensive chances. Although offensively, they still weren't that fantastic. Dustin Brown had a insane bounce back year, and so did Anze Kopitar. Anze Kopitar really yes. maybe the bounce back player of the year in terms of uh, his point production, his goal production. He had what ninety four points? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. And, like and he's so I, I got to look. I look at Anze Kopitar and I go, all right, is the thirty plus Anze Kopitar capable of having another ninety point season? Mm-hmm. I I just don't know about that. I don't know if Dustin Brown is capable of having another career type of year out of nowhere. So to me, there's just there's a lot of question marks with this team. No, Drew okay. Doughty, fantastic. Jonathan Quick, a very good goalie. Yes. Uh, can he's not as I don't think that he I don't rank him as high as <laughs> as others in terms of his the actual statistics that he produces now in terms of like athleticism I'll probably say he's tops yeah but athleticism I mean Curtis Joseph was maybe one of the most athletic goalies and his that doesn't necessarily mean that you're yeah. a good a great goalie in ter- you know a top 5 goalie or a top 3 goalie sure. although Cujo was at one point but uh and so was so was Jonathan Quick. There mm-hmm. was a few years where he was up there. Yeah. Uh but all that to be said I think that the step forward this team took was somewhat faulty. Okay. Okay, fair enough, and I disagree, but I will explain why because they're a little little higher on my ranking. So when we get there, I will let you know why. I, I also don't think that I think that Ilya Kovalchuk was a uh, he is a poison pill, a poison pill. Yes. Okay. He that that signing him going to L.A. Now, let's let's just 
take this into into consideration. <laughs> Bring it down. He's been in the league. He he was in the league for quite some time. Yeah. And w- the majority of the teams that he played on, not good. Yeah, outside of that one New Jersey run, that was about it. That random New Jersey run yeah. where they were the seven seed, and they or the six seed or something, and they played the eight seed in the final, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the lockout year, right? And so some of that, I just go, you just throw that year out because sure, there's flukes. Th- I mean, yeah, in a forty-eight game season, a team a team gets on a good little winning streak and they're in the playoffs, even though they shouldn't have been, or yeah. you know, whatever. So. To me, I look at Ilya Kovacek and I go, I, do, I don't think he's a guy who is that concerned with winning. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, um, again, I, I maybe don't disagree with some of the points you have about Kovalchuk, but as the team in a whole, um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss. Anyways. Who's your number six? My number six are the Arizona Coyotes. Um, okay. I wanted, I really, really wanted to put them higher, but when I look at their i guess their season as a whole maybe not the last like 24 you know 30 games they had um and i I look at what other teams were able to do over the course of the the rest of the year i had a little trouble putting them higher now i will admit they did make a few moves that that got me excited i I like when they took on that hosa contract and they got Vinny henestroza back i think that's a good addition for them Yep. yep Uh, getting OEL locked up was great having that not be a distraction is huge as as well as uh jalmerson Yes, absolutely. Those two guys are going to be fantastic, especially if Dramelson stays healthy on the back end the whole year. is going to be really great for them. And again, you've heard me say it before in the show, I think Antirana is a a far underrated goaltender. I think he's going to finish top 10 probably statistically in this league uh, this season. Now, whether that translates to wins are a whole other story because, again, I think when you look at, um, you know, what they have up front in terms of forwards, maybe they're lacking, you know, a superstar or even like a top number one center. Um, Derek Stepan, he's great. You know, maybe he's better suited for a number two role. And I think when you look at the other teams in this league, when you look at Calgary, L.A., um, you know, even Vegas with Wild Bill Carlson up in that number one spot and you have to match up. I think Arizona sort of lacks a little bit in that area. And, you know, Galchenyuk's going to be wonderful for them. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition. But again, when I look at what they have to go up against and the depth that they have in forward position, I don't think there's enough to really get them into that playoff. I think they'll be right on the bubble. I think they'll push for, you know, a four or five spot. But ultimately, I think they just they miss by a few points and finish sixth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, I mean, and uh, yeah, they just they also just re-signed Christian Dvorak to a yeah. six-year extension. Overpaid, so. in my opinion. So, I mean, when when you you talk about center depth for uh, for this Arizona yes. team, I, I I actually I have Arizona at five. Okay. So I'll just we'll jump just right in. Come out and say yes. that I have them at five. Then we can we can talk about Arizona for a minute. So we we really don't have them that far off. No. Ch- chances are that five spot. I think we're both thinking the same thing that. Arizona will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't always love when people talk about oh well, the last twenty five games that really garbage team right. played well. <laughs> well. Yeah, no kidding. Because all of a sudden they went. Eh, well, we just get to go play hockey. We don't have anything to worry about. There's there's no pressure anymore. Just like Connor McDavid's big point producing run at the end. Right. Too. Right. Yeah. And and I argued the same thing that that wasn't as legitimate as something where your team's fighting for the playoffs. Right. Like a Taylor Hall who showed up in meaningful games. Right. And so to me you think of the last 30 games they were meaningless games for the most part. 
Now, there are some things that we can look at and say, well, it wasn't until January that they actually had uh, Jalmerson, Chikrin, and OEL all on the ice at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Think about any team. And and some of the times, there was only two, only one of those guys were healthy at one time, right? Absolutely. Uh, you think about any team in the NHL loses two of their top three defensemen, who's not going to fall significantly because of that oh, and yeah. struggle mightily because of that? Uh, I think that 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 injury bug really really crushed them. Um, it also made Anti, and Anti Ranta got hurt a little bit. I think yes, he did. Yeah. He was out for a third uh, of the season. He only played, I think, forty five games. Yeah. So, so I mean, when you consider those things, and if they can stay healthy. I actually, their center depth is interesting. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say it's interesting because you're right. They don't have that top guy. You're, yeah. When you think, okay, you got LA with Kopitar, you got mm-hmm. Anaheim with Getzlaff, and you have Edmonton with Connor McDavid, and Vegas with Carlson, Calgary, eh, Cal- Calgary's got Monahan, Monahan. at least. Yeah. yeah. And Elias. And, and I mean, San, San Jose, you've got Pavelski, you've got Thornton. You, they're just, yeah. San Jose's, San Jose's, uh, as far as their upfront depth, they're they're very good. Uh-huh. Um, but when you look at this team, their top four centers, I mean, right now, even just listed on their depth chart right now, Galchenyuk's listed as a winger. Yeah, <laughs> but you've got Derek Stepan, Christian Dvorak, not not a bad two three guy. Same with Dylan Strom. And the hope, uh, my assumption would be the hope is that Dylan Strom can take that next step. Yeah. And be I, with the team full time. Don't ever have to send him down. Yeah. I do think he is the wild card in all of this. And again, that's why I kind of, it, my number five spot, they could have been in there too. And I guess it was kind of a coin flip to me. But Dylan Strom is the wild card that could potentially put them at like what you have them at a number five. I think he, if he takes that next yeah. step forward, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, the guy only played what? What did he play? Thir- 21 games last season. Yeah, not so, much. And and that's because they sent him down. And he, yeah, he's, he wasn't ready. No. And, th- and that's fine. He wasn't ready. And the team was bad. Yeah. So the rest of the team around him is a little bit better. And you look at maybe Galchenyuk's able to slot somewhere else. Maybe Strom can play the wing instead of having to play center. Yeah, not You bad. also, I mean, the, the re-signing of their, their own unrestricted free agent, Brad Richardson, he's a great guy to be able to plug you know you can plug him on the wing you can plug him at center he play your fourth line and he's not going to say boo about it but you can move him around through the line i i see brad richards as like a a little bit of a poor man's jay beagle okay yeah fair because enough. he is poorer than jay, jay beagle <laughs> i will say in, in arizona, <laughs> arizona i do like uh there are other signing they made this this offseason michael grabner bringing him in that's going to put yes, some speed yes. back there and guy who can score score some goals um i would really like to see uh like you mentioned i wouldn't mind seeing galchenyuk back at that number two center spot and maybe put a guy like dylan strom on his wing would be nice to see but uh, you know, Clayton Keller, hopefully he takes another step. I know I had him at the beginning of the season. I had him pinned for my rookie of the year, and then he just stopped scoring goals out of nowhere. Um, so, What if Marion Hosa came back and played for them? Oh, my goodness. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Dream great. come true. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, the, well, Arizona was my five. Yeah, my number five, five, Anaheim Ducks. 
Um, okay, and again, so, like I said, so you do have them falling. Yeah, they, they do fall. And again, like we talked about the age, Kessler, Corey Perry is just a, a garbage person at this point to me. So, um, but they're, they're not as for, a person as a, he's no, not, he's not, not a garbage as a hockey person. He just yeah. isn't as good anymore. No. So yeah, <laughs> you're garbage, Corey. You hear that? You listen wow. to my podcast, you're going to know you're garbage. He's the trash man on that team. So, but I mean, he's a very rich trash man. Yes, he is at 8.7, I think. He's, he's the highest paid player on that team. Wow, highest paid garbage collector in the country. God. Um, but no, I mean, them in Arizona, I think I had the meta coin flip, and I ultimately just took. Uh, I took Arizona at six and Anaheim at five, mostly because, like I like I mentioned before, you just look at the center depth. I think Getzlaff still has plenty left. Um, Adam Henrique again. I think Henrique would be their number one center on Arizona if he was there. So, uh, to me, you know, I think that just that kind of solidifies that. And uh, you know what, their their back end and goaltending, I think, can almost be interchangeable. I think they're both just as good as the other one. Gibson, I might give a slight edge to right now if he stays healthy, but hey. You know, again, coin flip. So yeah, yeah. Uh, just a a note about Corey Perry: one hundred and fifty three games he's played in the last two years. Okay, and he has thirty six goals in those hundred and fifty. Ouch! Three games, uh, all while playing almost eighteen minutes a night through the whole thing. I think Patrick Eve's got thirty something. His one productive season before he went out last year. The previous four years. Or three years, he had a 15.4, 17.1, and a 15.8 shooting percentage. That dropped to 8.8 last year and up to 10.1 this this following year. So, uh, and so, I mean, he's still a 20 goal scorer. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's just a basically a nine million dollar a year 20 goal scorer. Yeah, uh, and he, I mean, if he had played all 82 games, he would have had 50 points. But yeah, I mean, you go. Him and Adam Henrique are essentially on the same level, but Henrique plays center. Yeah. And a lot of Corey Perry's goals are your garbage type of goals. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's what they're going to They're going to plot him in front of the net and just hope he can shoot or put him like right at the slot. Um, his, his Fenwick. His Fenwick. Yeah. His, uh, his possession number 46.9. That's, that's very bad. Yeah. Uh, his lowest of his whole career. Yep, lowest of his whole career. So he's he really is just kind of falling off the map. He'll be he's thirty three years old. Yeah, I think a lot now. of that has to do with the so. fact that he wasn't playing most of the season with Getzlaff last year. They threw him down on that third line, moved him up and down on that second one as well too. But when you got guys like Silverberg, who I still expect hopefully can get a little bit more out of him, but Ricard Raquel, yes. yeah. he was fantastic last year. Hopefully he makes another step forward. So we'll see. Um yeah, but anyway, so Ducks at number five. And number four, who do you have? Well, I have the Edmonton Oilers. Do you? Yes. Okay. I have the Edmonton Oilers making a little bit of a comeback. Wow, okay. Uh, Potential playoff. Team. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if that fourth spot makes the playoffs. That's true. Because I think that the Central, well, we thought the Central was good last year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I think that they are... Even better this year. I will not disagree uh, with that one bit. So, to me, I can see five teams from the Central making it. So, I don't know if Edmonton's a playoff team, but I do have Edmonton as being better than the the four teams listed before them. That's fair enough. Uh, I, I know they, they didn't do a whole lot to add, but I do expect... I, I actually... You know, in terms of... If, if we follow Connor McDavid's career alongside Sidney Crosby's... Mm-hmm. 
then this is about to be a crazy year for him. A crazy year. I, I think he could have 130 points this year. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. That I mean, that would be one of my bold one of my bold predictions for the year. Okay. Connor McDavid ends up with a minimum 120 points. Wow. I will say this though. He granted most of his offensive production was when they were pretty much out of the playoffs last year, but when they finally put Ryan Nugent Hopkins on his wing, that's when it started to really yeah. take off. Yeah. And so now maybe if you're Edmonton, you're thinking, okay, if I'm Todd McQuellen, I'm thinking, okay, Drysidle's gotta gotta solidify that number two center spot. Yep. We don't want to put him on, you know, McDavid's wing anymore. We put Ryan Nugent Hopkins and hopefully it just takes off. And I you know, if you're Edmonton, you hope that maybe that is the key to getting you two solid lines to make you a you know, a productive team. But we'll yeah, see. and then you just hope that Poyarvi or someone can come up and make a difference. Yeah, Ryan Strom. Hopefully, he takes another step. And Talbot. I while I I do think he's due for an improvement. I don't think it's in my opinion. I don't think he's going to be good enough to really win them a lot of games like he did two years ago. But we'll see. Yeah, he had a dream season that year. But, he did. Uh, yeah. Well, we covered Edmonton a little bit already, but I I do think that this team will be better. I think that. What happened last year, the early, the beginning, the disaster that happened early on <laughs> in the season, that first quarter, it was just insurmountable. And I think you see a different focus team. <clears throat> you don't always have to change your lineup mm-hmm. to become better. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't think, I think that we, we've seen in the past where teams stick with what they have because they believe in who they have and they, they, I'm sure they'll make changes, uh, but I think that they'll. And I think Connor McDavid's going to be better. I think Drysaddle is going to be better. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is all I need to say that this team's going to be contending for a playoff spot again. Okay. Hey, and your number four, my number four, are the L.A. Kings. Okay. Uh, don't have okay. them dropping out as bad as you do. I have them falling from third to fourth. Um, I I do think the Kovalchuk signing. No, no, they were fourth last year. Were they fourth? Yeah, they were a wild card team. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, San Jose. San Jose was, was three. Third. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. you have them having the same season. Yeah, I I think <laughs> I think while getting Carter back healthy for a whole entire season is going to be great, especially for a guy like Tyler Toffoli, um, whose production sort of fell off a little bit. I think that'll increase with a healthy Carter. Um, Kovalchuk again. I I think he's he's going to be good for probably sixty points. I. I Maybe, That's pretty bold. Yeah, maybe twenty-five you know, he is goals. Thirty-five but, and a half years yes, old. Yes, I right? do. Um, but <laughs> I, I think he'll. They'll try to fit him with you know Jeff Carter. Or ideally, they want him with Anze Kopitar. And I still think Kopitar, while he may not have another ninety-point season, I still think he's going to be a point per game player. Um, Dustin Brown, I think, does take a step back. I don't think he has as a productive season, which is why like, that production you get from. Kovalchuk and Toffoli kind of offsets everything a little bit more. For that, yeah. yeah, so well, but the, I, didn't you feel like LA's issue wasn't necessarily their top two lines? It was their the it was the next guy, the next the bottom six. But I think so. I think if you get Carter back healthy the whole year, I think a guy like Alex Alafalo. I follow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I I think he's going to be very good for them on the hopefully maybe on that third line. Um, but yeah, I do still think you know outside of I follow and Andre Kempe, um, maybe there's not really much to say about that uh, that bottom six. But we'll see. Yeah, and they're. I mean, then we go, then we go and we look at their defense, right? And we, I mean, Drew Doughty, Jake Muzzin. That's just a. Just go ahead, put that put that aside because yep. that's you're all set there. 
25 minutes a night. From there, it gets a little more dicey. I don't know how good Dion Phaneuf is anymore. No, I still think he's he's a decent number five. He can give you some productive penalty kill mills. Making $7 million a year, a decent number five. Yeah, but okay, so I, well, don't forget, I think, uh, I think, who was it, Ottawa? I think they're keeping some of his Are they keeping money. a little bit, maybe yeah. $2 million or something? Yeah. Um, but I, I actually think a lot higher of Alec Martinez than probably you do. I think he's still a solid second pairing guy. Alec Martinez scored the Stanley Cup winning goal. He did. In yeah. overtime in 2014. I just felt like trivia time. Uh, I actually saw that puck for sale. Yeah, I'm sad you didn't buy I it. I just didn't have $1,800 laying around. Yeah, that's a lot of money. For a puck, yeah. For Alec Martinez puck. Exactly. <laughs> it was an Alec Martinez puck. If it was if it was a Leafs thing, of course, it would be yeah. 100 times the price. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually, It actually would probably be 100 times the price. Uh, then, of course, you know, John, Jonathan Quick can't count that out. Uh, no, I I think too their backup position Jack Campbell, um, he looked really he looked much much better than he has the last few years. So I think when he left Dallas, came to LA, I think he's kind of found only, a nice place. He only place. start four games last year. Yeah, he did, but he he looked good in the AHL and he's looked good in those four games where he came up. And I think um, I think he solidifies a backup position this season, gives him a little bit more where you can, you know, like you said, Jonathan Quick is I think thirty two years old now. Um, yeah, almost 30. He'll be 33 during the season. So. Yeah, so you kind of give him a little bit of a break, and I think Campbell can give him a little bit of a, a couple extra wins in terms of you know what backups typically do. So, you know, we'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, now we get into the actual playoff teams. These next yes. three are our playoff picks for the division no matter what. I have San Jose... Right where I had them last year. Well, I didn't have them last year. Right where they were last year mm-hmm. at number three. Okay. So, wow. Uh, who, who's your number three, just so we can... Uh, Calgary Flames. Okay, so we yeah. have those flipped. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I have Calgary at two. I do not have uh, San Jose at two. Okay, so you've yeah. got San Jose winning the division. I do. Okay, that's fair. And I have Vegas winning the division. Yeah, I have so Vegas coming Vegas in at number two. Okay, so your, so your pick is San Jose, Vegas, Calgary. Yes. And I have Vegas, Calgary, San Jose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those three teams being the playoff team, let's start at let's start at your top. Okay. I want to hear why you have San Jose winning this division. All right. So I really enjoyed what I saw out of the youngsters last year. In, you know, uh, in the play, in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Especially. And I think the young players um, are gonna come in. Uh, Melky Carlson, Tierney, I think those guys kind of take another step. I think Evander Kane looked really good for them last year. I think he looked like he finally found a home. Yes, exactly. Finally found a home. I felt bad for the guy after a while. You kind of do when you sit in Buffalo and you're like, man, this guy's got a bad rep. It's the same like Ryan O'Reilly, though. Like You just felt bad for the guy. In Colorado, it was like, why is this a weird situation? I'm confused. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to Buffalo and plays his heart out, but they're terrible. And then he's like, I actually don't like playing hockey anymore. (laughs) Like, that's how bad it's gotten here. So you're like, yes, Evander, Ryan, go be yourself. Be free from the chains of the saber. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, and I I think probably another reason why maybe you have them a little bit lower um, is maybe just the reason I have them finishing higher would be the fact that their window is closing when it comes to their core guys of Logan Couture, Pavelski, Joe Thornton. I think those guys are pretty much got a few 
you know, maybe two years left out of those guys to really be productive. Uh, maybe Thornton not so much, but um, who knows? He can still pass better than just about anybody in this league. But, um, yeah, I, I think they, they, they push really hard. I think you're, you're going to get good goaltending from this team. I think Martin Jones is, in my opinion, a top 10 goaltender. Um, and then I, I still like That's the back end. That's a bold statement. It is. Yeah. It is, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a goaltender of stability. So um, good defense. I, I like, you know, that they bought out Paul Martin. I was glad to see that go because he was just slowing down so bad. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, hey, I loved – I love that they acquired Mike Hoffman, <laughs> but then they didn't. Then they didn't. And they traded him again. Ah, uh, yeah. But hey, um, so. yeah. So I mean, where you have San Jose in first, and I have them in third, and I guess I would, I'd say it's not so much about, uh, you know, oh, I think that players on their team are getting worse. It, it actually really, I didn't really factor in the fact that okay, Joe Thornton's another year old, Pavelski's another mm-hmm. year old. I. Those guys seem to there's there's some guys, especially very high end players, who play a certain style. Mm-hmm. Like Joe Thornton, especially when your hands are your bread and butter. Right. Your hands aren't don't go away. Right. Not for a long time. So as long as you've got your hands, he's going to be fantastic because he has maybe the best hands that we've seen in the last twenty years in terms of a guy that can dish the puck. Sure. You don't need him to score goals. That's why you surround him with players who can score goals, which they have done very well. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, defensively, this team's fantastic. Uh, so I, I just I think depth from top to bottom, they can, uh, as far as a power play goes, mm-hmm. you don't want to get a penalty against this team. And nobody no. scores. Nobody scores against the Sharks. No, no. That's that's another thing, too. Yeah, they're very good at keeping the puck on that. And, again, I the defense great, and Martin Jones consistently just – puts up solid numbers for them um but so why did you put vegas at number one okay so vegas for me is number one uh because i am just sick and tired of being wrong about vegas <laughs> only once but okay that's uh no i know i or see, over the course of the whole year, i feel but. like i was wrong every time i tried to make a prediction about this that team okay and they did go out and improve I I, yeah. I I think that what we've heard now, if you know, if you haven't heard by now, Max Pacioretty is a is a Vegas Golden Knight. Uh, in reality, they gave up two first round picks, two second round picks, and a third round pick for him. Right. If you factor in what they paid to get to Tatar, Tatar. But on the flip side, I I don't know if you you caught my tweet I, I sent you, but uh, essentially. One of those, that first rounder who was Suzuki, the draft pick right. um, that they got last year, and the second rounder, which they sent to Montreal, were given to them by Columbus to take Wild Bill Carlson and David Clarkson's contract. So well, yep, that's Essentially, true. you're getting Carlson back as part of that deal for Match Pacioretty, which doesn't okay. look so bad anymore. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, I think that this trade was a, all right, Tatar didn't work out. Let's try to get rid of him real quick. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work here. Uh, but, but then at the same time, people are saying, this Pacioretty deal is like, okay, we replaced James Neal. Mm-hmm. Right? A slightly younger, probably a... Is, he, I would say he probably is a better player than, than James Neal. I would agree with that. Uh, 
I, I wouldn't say that it's such a drastic difference that you're going to necessarily notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, is Pacioretty going to step in and help this team to win more games than they did last year? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, but you got to remember what this team did with all their goalies down. Like, we were just laughing because they're bringing in their fifth string goalie and he's still winning games. Yeah. So it just, to me, this it's a good, this is a good team coached by. A guy who he goes from being fired in Florida oh, goodness. to now being, I mean, let's talk about top five coaches in the NHL. Mm-hmm. We're throwing around names like Gwynville, Babcock, uh, uh, oh my gosh, why can't, Barry Trotz. Yep. And I think you have to include Gerard Gallant in there now. I think that's fair to say. So, I mean, anytime you have a, a top coach, uh, anything's possible. They can squeeze extras out of those teams, and and you got to think that some of those younger guys that I mean, obviously not Nick Suzuki anymore, uh, but uh, maybe Cody Glass. Cody Glass could come up and and maybe play on their even in their top six. Yeah, because this this team wasn't really a t- or a top nine, I guess, because sure. this team really wasn't a team that uh, had a distinct top six yeah i think so reason i put them just below and to be honest i think this is going to be a dog fight with san jose and vegas i think it's going to be another two three points you know difference just at the end of the year but i think the reason why i didn't have them past san jose was mostly because sure paul stasny comes in to solidify that number two center spot which is going to be i think work out great oh yeah i didn't even mention that <laughs> right which i think he 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 replaces david perron's production that 66 points that went away i think he pretty yeah. much gives you right around the same production but to me i, I think mean, he's a better player too i, I, I do he's too a better defensive absolutely. player yeah. oh he's way better defensively absolutely uh, but to me the difference is i'm interested to see what he and potentially what max petcheretti do on the same line together you know, Max has never really had a, a solid number one center or anybody that good in a few years to play with. That's that is a, that is a good point. So maybe he gets back to that thirty goal hump because now he's got a number two center that is the last really good. time he was that good was back when Thomas Placanix was good, right? <laughs> Which has been a few years. Been a few um, years. Yeah, it's but, been a while. And then, but then you have other issues again, like you know, is Wild Bill Carlson going to give you another forty goal season? I don't think so. Um, but hopefully, you know, it'd be nice to be proven wrong because Vegas is always exciting to well, watch. Well, okay. I mean, let's say he's going to get you a 30, 30-something goal mm-hmm. season. I mean, he probably will. Most likely. I, I, there's no reason to believe that he's just going to disappear, you know, pull a, uh, oh, geez, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jonathan Chichu. Oh, yeah. Just come in. And, 50 goals and then do like yeah, 19 yeah, the next year. That was Joe Thornton. Right, yeah. Um, and then not only that, I think, you know, Mark andre Fleury had – fantastic numbers the best of his career can he sustain that long term throughout the whole season maybe not um but he didn't even have to because you look at what happened to their their goalie situation they they were still scoring goals it's not like this team was you know made it to the playoffs because they had incredible goaltending no absolutely but and and again i i think a lot of what happened last year was that first 20 games where vegas came out and just flattened everybody nobody was expecting it or ready for it um, I think now you're going to have a little bit more pushback by some teams where they're going to be ready for it. Um, and sure, then, and let's say that that change that means they win five or six less games sure. through the season, mm-hmm. they would still win this division if right. if everything played out the same way it did last. Right, year. exactly. But I, I, I think San Jose takes a, a little bit more of a leap forward over that hundred points. I think they okay. get a little bit closer to 110. Um, 
But with Vegas, too, another big issue for them is Shea Theodore, their top defenseman right now, um, you know, maybe behind Colin Miller. Um, he's not re-signed yet. There seems to be a little bit of issue about money, short-term, long-term. What are they going to do with him? And then, of course, you have the Nate Schmidt suspension going on with that 20 games for the PED thing, which, I mean, it, to me, is a little laughable from what I've heard. So Everybody <laughs> is pissed about it. Oh, absolutely. Everyone. Yeah. yeah that's... Basically, what I, I heard from somebody is you could go around the corner, drink a beer, come back, and you would test positive for what he did. So, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Great. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, I, I keep wondering if that's going to get... Something's going to get overturned or less game. I think or something. so. Yeah. I, that's Absolutely. what it sounds like. But uh, Okay, well, now the last team that we haven't talked about. Yes, Calgary. Both of us have them in the playoffs or they missed the playoffs the year before. Uh, why do you think the Calgary Flames will take a big step forward? Um, honestly, I their biggest problem last year um, outside of the defense was the depth at the forward position. I think outside of Monahan and Goudreau, you really had a lack of guys that could score for you. Yeah. Um, they went out and they made some great additions. They brought it, they shipped out, you know, Dougie Hamilton, who was probably their best defenseman last year. And, and who was a problem. Yeah. Who was a problem. There there was a lot of talk about him in that locker room. For and, sure. And just, Which is probably why they got rid of him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they go get, you know, Bill Peters. They bring him in to be the head coach, but they bring back in the Hamilton deal, Elias Lindholm, Noel Hannafin from, from Carolina, who, right. p- who Bill played Peters. with Bill yeah, Peters. Exactly. And he developed. Right. And I think Lindholm would be a fantastic second, third line guy for them. Um, the addition of James Neal is going to be fantastic. I think he comes in and he either plays on a wing with you know Monahan and Goudreau or gives them a lot more depth at that second line, which they never had before. Um, and again, I, I think you know while I'm a little still a little skeptical, and that's why I have them up at number three. I still think you know um, their other signings of Austin Zarnick and uh, Derek Ryan are going to be great depth additions for them. We'll see how they pan out, but. I just couldn't put them above San Jose or Vegas because I have to wait and see it. So. Yeah, from what I heard, Austin Zarnick, there was a lot of teams that wanted to sign him. Yeah, I did hear that as and, well. Uh, now, it was only, it was a small sample size, but, I mean, the guy did have a 60.3 Fenwick percentage. Wow, so, that's pretty dang good. And, uh, and, and, and the year before, 55.6. So, I mean, he's, Not a, bad. he's a possession guy. Yeah, which uh, would be great for their third or fourth line, for sure. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, too. I think um, another guy to look at, too, is a Sam Bennett. You know, hopefully he gets it going this year. Hopefully he doesn't take 10 years to get his motor kicking um, <laughs> before he actually starts playing. And Kachuk, hopefully he takes another step forward, you you would think. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, Mike Smith and goal, I think he'll be all right. Uh, but, again, another reason I didn't put them ahead of the other two teams was just it's a little unproven, and I think that the, the – defense needs to improve for sure that defense needs to show that you know their ratings in nhl 19 are re- are real right i, th- I was not just video game ratings right it's real exactly. life and i was listening to our, our podcast and rankings from last year in the pacific and we were talking about this defense potentially being you know top three in the league right almost as good as nashville yeah yeah and it just did not happen nope. did not happen not and and also one other uh I didn't hear you mention Derek Ryan yes. coming over from Carolina as well. Almost had forty points last year. So I mean, you're that's a great. They, third they line really sign. added three centers yeah. that slot perfectly two, three, four. Yes, absolutely. And, and then you're at, you add a, a winger and James Neal and a defenseman in Han- Hannafin 
And, and you don't have to play a guy like Sam Bennett anymore at the center position. You right. can throw him on the wing. Right. I, I think this team is much better structured. And Bill Peters coming in, he is Mike Babcock light, essentially. Sure. He, I mean, he, he played or coached right. behind Babcock. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think this team is going to is going to look like we thought they would look like last year. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they don't get any goaltending. Right. That's the big key because they have nobody behind Mike Smith. I, You know, they got John Gillies. Um, I can't remember the the Rich Richie or whatever his name is. Um, boy, that's going to drive me nuts. But, uh, you know, no other proven goaltenders to play backup, you know. David Riddich. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think, you know, Mike Smith, he – he doesn't really stay healthy that much, so there's going to be periods where he's going to be out. Can either one of these guys come in and play? Yeah, I mean, Mike Smith played 55 games last year. Yeah, I think that's about what you can expect out of Mike Smith. Sure, by between 50 and 60 games. So that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's where this team needs to look for extra goaltending help. Yeah, and there's still a few goaltenders out there like Kerry uh, Leighton and Andre Pavlik, maybe yeah. guys that have been starters before. And, and those guys, I suspect, will get scooped up during preseason. You know, get some PTOs or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Or, or just a goalie goes down and then they're going to get scooped up. Sure. I think that's yeah. generally what will happen. And, okay, that is our Pacific Division rankings. Nice. So we'll uh, we'll see how we do. Uh, next next episode, we will be ranking the Metropolitan Division. So uh, feel free to tweet at us at OT Hockey Talk, and you can agree, disagree, tell us we're insane. We should have had, you know, we should have been really, really high on the Vancouver Canucks or something. That's I have never heard anybody say that. No. Not, not in Maybe about, Arizona should have won the division. Not in about six years I haven't heard anybody <laughs> say Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if you you know if you have a, a suggestion or a comment or you want to give us your rankings for the metro, uh, we will get those on our next show. So, uh, any any final passing thoughts through the Pacific Division? Uh, no, excited to excited just to see you know how off we are again. Hopefully, we're not as bad as we were last year with you know Edmonton and Vegas sure, swapping. Sure. Basically, I so. feel like I watch the Pacific Division more than I do the Central. It's interesting because. Generally, I'm going to watch a, you know, I'm watching the Leafs. Right. If I'm, if it's, if a Leafs game's on. 7.30. And so then the next game that I'm watching is at least has one Pacific Division team in it if they're playing at 10 or 10.30. So I do feel like I, I get a little more into these teams throughout the season. And so I'd say out of any of these teams, I'm most excited to, to watch Calgary. Yeah, well, you uh, did put Goudreau and Monaghan on your underrated list I did. last week, so yep. we'll see if really they are truly underrated. All right. That is our show. We'll uh, talk to you guys very soon.